immediately after COVID, we are seeing convergence of, of different forms of commerce. So large brands are not only uh, doing, which were primarily doing only B2B, they are also started actively exploring B2C. So, so you know, how, how do you how do you uh, use technology to create to process say B2B and B2B B2C orders of the same stock? But how do you how do you relook at your supply chain to ensure that you know? How do you reduce the supply chain costs or wastages? How are you able to uh, supply at a more frequent interval with, with, say, lesser parcel size? Hi, wherever you're listening to me, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. Welcome to Forbes India's The Daily Tech Conversation, where we bring you insights from tech entrepreneurs, CXOs, and investors from around the world whose work has a bearing on India. I'm Hari Arakli, and my guest today is Amitava Saha, co-founder and CEO of ExpressBees, who has just taken his company to more than a billion dollars in valuation. In this conversation, Amitava talks about how the logistics industry is becoming much more tech-enabled and the convergence he sees in the operations of his largest customers. Uh, Amitava, welcome to this podcast. And thank you so much for making time for this. Uh, just to get us started, uh, uh, maybe for folks who are not uh, so familiar with Express Peace, uh, you could uh, tell us a bit about uh, uh, what the company has evolved over the last few years. Give us a snapshot and then we'll go from there. Sure. Hari, th- Hari thanks for having me on the show. Uh, uh, Express Peace, uh, we, we spun off Express Peace from First Cry in 2015 into a, into a e-commerce focused logistics player. And over the last six years, we have evolved into uh, a, a, one of the one of the top players in e-commerce logistics market in India. And by size, we're also one of the largest logistics companies in the country. When I say by size, it means by revenue. Uh, today, uh, you know, we uh, we are number two player by number of parcels. So when we spun off, we were doing around. 30,000 parcels a day in 2015. And today we deliver 1.5 million parcels six years down the line. Uh, the company has grown steadily from strength to strength. We today cover around 20,000 uh, pin codes in the country. We have offices around 3,000 towns and cities across the nation. We cover geographically cover India from Kashmir to Andaman. Uh, and 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 it's a it's a it's a pretty pretty large network uh, uh, crisscrossing the country. Hmm. When, when you, uh, I mean, just, just to provide some kind of a, a contrast, when you uh, spun out uh, the business, uh, I think uh, 2015, at that time, what was the idea and what did you start with? Okay, being an e-commerce entrepreneur, when I started First Cry, we quickly realized, looking from the, looking at logistics on the other side of the table, I, I could realize that two most important things for, for, for a logistics company was the ability to deliver a quality service at the best possible price because e-commerce companies, the number of parcels were huge. Cost was a huge important factor because logistics at the, during those point of time was somewhere, sometimes it used to be as high as like 18 to 20% of, of, your, of, your, of your turnover and steadily it has now come down to around 10%. But, you know, cost was and continued to be an important factor. And obviously, as I said, the customer stickiness to the platform depends on the quality of service that is rendered uh, through this logistics partners. So those are the key pain points. That was number one. 
number two is there was this opportunity uh, that you know e-commerce was just just starting off and 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 we knew that e-commerce would be would be growing quite rapidly and we were looking at a huge opportunity uh, so so logistics for while first cry was a, was a vertical play in indian e-commerce scenario logistics is an horizontal play on the entire market so those are the two things which which uh, motivated us to spin it off into a separate entity can you uh, give us a snapshot of your uh, latest uh, funding round which you have announced today so uh, we have raised uh, 300 million from uh, blackstone uh, tpg and crescap uh, this this round comprises of primary and secondary uh, so so it's it's around 100 million primary and 200 million secondary so so you know uh, uh so that's that's the snap, that's that's the overall snapshot uh, you know i wouldn't be specific about valuation but yes uh, we are we are def- definitely a unicorn all right and uh, who are uh, some of the important early investors who have uh, decided to use the secondary for full or partial exits so uh, two early investors took partial exits uh, one is uh, elevation capital another is uh, alibaba uh, uh, has taken a partial exit and we have been able to give a full exit to to a company which came around 2018 cdh uh, there's a fund called cdh so we have given a full exit to cdh all right uh, so so with with this uh, funding uh, what's the total funding come to at express bees and over the next uh, Uh, year or two years uh, what are the most important uh, priorities now so the total funding that we have raised till date is around 500 million dollars including this 300 million dollars and uh, uh, and you know up and uh, you know we have been very very capital efficient compared to uh, most most of our peers so so we we haven't used a lot of fund even even though like you know we have raised 500 million more than 50% of it is secondary so we are probably one company with six year old company which uh, which has like says of all the funds raised till date more than 50% is secondary and all the funds that we have raised in primary uh you know we still have over 50% say 50 60% of that in the bank so uh, so so we have been very very capital efficient uh, the the use of funds uh, current use of funds would be to further expand our network to will spend on automation uh you know automating our hubs and putting in advanced sortation systems uh it will be spent on uh, you know uh, technology player platform and we might even like if there are suitable inorganic opportunities of growth uh, we'll capitalize on that same as well mm. i think there's also been some speculation uh, that you may also be preparing for an ipo is that something that's on the cards uh yes ipo is a Is a is a is a logical uh, one of the logical uh, milestones in the journey in the in the longer journey that we intend to take. Uh, so so yeah, we probably would look at uh, hitting public markets in eighteen to twenty four months from now. Okay, are you at a stage where uh, you're already breaking even or even uh, making profits? Uh, where are you at on that? Since you're also looking at an IPO. Yes. Yes. I think last year uh, our e-commerce business is overall profitable uh, but because we had two 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 three months of zero revenue uh, you know over overall you know there there was some sort of fixed cost setting out there uh, so we had we had we had overall negative ebitda but this year I think we should be we should be profitable enough year as a whole 
So, so give us a, a sense of uh, the uh, operations. Uh, you started out initially talking about uh, uh, the the large uh, you know number of pin cores that you cover, the number of deliveries, and so on, so on. Give us a uh, snapshot of the scale of operations uh, at Express Bees today. So, as I said, like we are present across uh, three thousand uh, towns and cities, covering twenty thousand pin codes, uh, right from uh, you know northern, covering entire length and breadth of the country, and uh, plus you know we uh, you know today you know we have uh, you know we deliver around one point five million parcels daily on B two C. Plus, uh, on the on the B two B side, uh, we we pick up close to thousand tons of uh, materials cross, which we deliver across the country. So uh, uh, we have warehousing operations. Uh, that's that's about it. And we have a small cross border operation. So so we have four lines of business primarily: uh, e commerce, logistics, which which brings in around eighty five to ninety percent of the revenue. And there are these three smaller, relatively smaller business lines. Which we started a year and a half uh, back, which we are building, and 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 uh, you know we we can we this this smaller business obviously will will grow at a faster pace, but given that e-commerce already has a large pace, and 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 the status that e-commerce will have higher penetration, so even although the the share of the non-e-commerce business will increase, but e-commerce business will still be dominating a dominating force for us for the years to come. And expanding your operations uh, entails adding uh, thousands of uh, delivery agents in more uh, uh, locations and so on would that be the main thing to do uh, what else do you also need to do so expanding the operations yes uh, manpower uh, feet on street is is one of the one of the key factors uh, for us for expanding capacity so so today directly or indirectly we employ close to 60 to 65000 people across the country so uh, so so there will be an expansion in that number uh, plus you know we will as i said we cover around 85% of india geographically so although we are present across india we are, and and we are present in 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 most of the talukas and the villages but still there's there's a room for penetrating deeper so so we another over next uh, 12 to 18 months will try and cover the entire country and what are the sort of adjacent opportunities uh, today? So e-commerce deliveries, as you already said, is the biggest uh, operation. Uh, what kind of adjacent opportunities uh, are you able to tap given that you already have the, the back-end tech platform? So B2B is, is the nearest adjacent opportunity. Okay. And, and because, you know, you, you, when, when you expand on the B2B, especially the PTL, uh, for any company to build a B2B, you basically expand on the network. Uh, so, so we already have the network. We already have trucks flying, in, crisscrossing the country. It's length and breadth from point to point. We have thousands of connections moving every day. Trucks reaching those cities, towns and cities every day, dropping off loads. So, so B2B is, is, a, is, a, is an immediate adjacent opportunity. Plus warehousing because you know with with COVID and with the GST coming in and especially after COVID we are seeing a convergence of of different forms of commerce. So large brands are not only uh, doing which were primarily doing only B two B they are also started actively exploring B two C. So so you know how, how do you how do you uh, use technology to to create to process say B two B and B two B B two C orders from the same stock pool? How do you how do you 
relook at your supply chain to ensure that you know how do you reduce the supply chain cost or wastages how are you able to uh, supply at a more frequent interval with with say lesser parcel size so these are some of the changes some of the some of the changes that's grappling in in industry and and i see there'll be a convergence of b2b b2c and and you know uh, somewhere in some cases there'll be instead of large bulkier b2b movements there'll be a relatively smaller b2c b2b packets moving at more frequent intervals so just like you know there was convergence in telecom industry uh, a couple of years back with voice data and everything coming together even in supply chain there'll be a convergence with with from from b2b b2c larger parcels smaller parcels how the things will move together and and it's it's and it's it's advantages for players like us who can use technology to explore the synergies uh, to leverage this to leverage the same network that's a pretty interesting insight uh, from your experience uh, explain that uh, at a, a deeper level what are the implications of this convergence of b2c and b2b uh, what does it mean for you in terms of your operations what does it mean in terms of the technology solutions that you need to develop so you know i'll i'll give you example you know post covid there there were there were two massive changes uh, that had happened uh, in last few years one was gst uh, what gst meant was that you were no longer forced to host your goods in inside every state boundary okay uh, let me give you a common example for example uh eastern up and bihar are probably much close together than 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 and, and in terms of trade commerce or people movement or culture rather than what was allowed previously in the through state boundaries right if you if you a mughal sarai a uh, mughal sarai is hardly mughal sarai which is in up is hardly a few few kilometers from the bihar border right so 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 you know you you probably would be previously you would have you would have supplied a mughal sarai from a separate depot and you would have supplied uh, just across the border from patna or somewhere right now you can have a holistic view as a continuum right from delhi till 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 calcutta or siliguri you can break it down to logical uh, pockets and you don't have to bother whether you're crossing state boundaries or not that's number one and 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 hence a lot of companies started shrinking their number of warehouses from 26 to some came down to so 12 13 and some even came down to 4 or 5 so with that uh the supply chain became more complex because when you were supplying from a, a, a within the state from a from a from a uh, from within the state to within a certain 100 kilometers here you can probably cover a much wider geography you are you are giving out goods it requires hub and spoke movement initially whereas previously it used to be like you were supplying from a state within say 50 100 meter radius it was more point to point so there's one complexity to increase but it saves supply chain costs number one number two during covid a lot of traditional supply chains broke down uh broke down itself so maybe maybe the distributor become unavailable maybe he couldn't function the way it was possible be cash dried out from your supply chain you know the channel cash dried up because of which people started demanding more frequent deliveries compared to one bulk delivery because they did not have the money to hold that much did not have the money to buy inventory in bulk and hold it that also happened plus you know because of the middleman probably became incapacitated because of some of these things 
So the, a lot of companies started sending goods in smaller packets. So instead of sending a large full truckload to a distributor and he distributing it to say 15, 20 retailers or, or, or a wholesalers, the company started sending say five, 15 kilo parcels or 10 kilo parcels to each of these wholesalers and companies started selling directly, sending it directly. So now when he was sending it instead of a full truckload, he was sending it to intermediate people through relatively smaller packets. Your, your B2B and the B2C is essentially coming much closer because the complexity of distribution is going up. Your point-to-point -point number of shipments track has to go up. But again, like, you know, B2C network is exactly the same. So that's why I said there will be a convergence because, you know, a lot of supply chains are being broken and redesigned uh, post-GST and post-COVID. Mm. So from a tech perspective, uh, what are the kinds of tweaks that you need to do for this or have you already been building some of these features into your tech platform so tech becomes for b2b the tech becomes complex and manifold by this network by this problem because you are handling many more parcels and the number of points that you need to probably the origin points might be the same but the destination points have gone up exponentially right previously if you were supplying it to one distributor now, if you are supplying it to 15 wholesalers for every distributor, and previously, suppose if you are sending goods from the mother warehouse to, say, 50 distributors across the country, uh, now you are sending it to 15 to 50, 15, you are sending it to 750 people, right? And multiply it by the number of customers and com com companies, uh, companies you might be serving. So from the tech perspective, the, the, the complexity or the tech person, logistics tech perspective, the complexity, the trackability of the parcels, uh, the movement of the parcels, how do you ensure it, it travels in the optimized manner? Because you're no longer probably going to one location where you have to optimize, you are probably sending it across 15 locations. So the optimization games becomes more challenging. Hmm. So going forward, uh, give us a sense of uh, the direction in which Express Beast uh, is evolving. Uh, do you see yourself uh, continuing to uh, uh, be very closely involved in an operation where uh, you'll have hundreds and thousands of uh, uh, delivery agents at the edge of the network? Or do you see yourself becoming a much more pure tech company? No, we will always be... Me, me, we'll Tech will always be a, a key driver for us, but but we will always be an operating company because of, but we will always control the operations because, uh, you know, in logistics, if you are not controlling, you, you, we use technology to control operations and part of the operation may be outsourced to different, different entities, but we'll never be a SaaS company. We'll always be an operating company. And earlier on, you mentioned uh, you're going to invest in automation. Uh, what are the kinds of areas uh, that are most suitable for operation at uh, for automation at Express Bees, and and what kinds of automation are you thinking about? So we we invest heavily in in, in very large sorters. So we are talking of sort sortation systems which can sort twenty four to thirty thousand parcels per hour. So we typically put such large sortation systems in gateways from where the pickup volumes are very high. Uh, that's one. Uh, another another automation that we do is uh, maybe in, in, in smaller hubs where we cannot put such large sortation systems. Uh, we have we have uh, invested in robotics. 
so we have put in small robots which can sort parcels uh, for for a, for for relatively smaller size hubs. So uh, plus we have uh, machines which capture dimension and weight. We always look at uh, ways by which we can we can reduce we can we can make things more ergonomic. We can reduce the uh, we do time and motion study uh, to 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 and and we we come up with a lot of uh, is there is there is there any ways where technology or gadgets can allow us to automate process or ensure the seamless flow of data so that we can eliminate. A human effort or scan through the system from the system. Mm. Do you see yourself investing in drones? Uh, possibly yes. Hmm. Okay. O over the years, uh, what have been uh, your sort of biggest takeaways, uh, learnings uh, from building Express Bees? I think uh, uh, you know, uh, biggest takeaway has been uh, you know. Uh, when you when you when you build uh, when you when you build to you know uh, speed and scale are important, but uh, one should always look at efficiencies. You know, one should not just let go of the efficiency. Say we'll become efficient when when we scale, because you know it becomes so much difficult to bring in efficiency at a very very high scale. So so one should always while speed and and scale is important to achieve, one should always be focused on along the way on efficiency and costs. I think that's been the biggest takeaway because I see a lot of a lot of lot of companies uh, who, who probably uh, don't think about the costs and they say let's scale first, let's grow first. We'll think about the cost later, but then you are only magnifying the problem. And uh, is you know in in the Indian startup ecosystem, it's uh, pretty rare uh, even today for most ventures to be uh, profitable in the even in the time frame that you have managed to uh, do it. Is this a uh, sort of, uh, is it a factor of the uh, the line of business or is it something that you you all consciously uh, worked towards? Uh, what are some of the important things that you did, you know, to get to profitability? So this, this is, this is not just the line of business. It's, 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 it's something that we've consciously worked towards. And, and as I said, as I said, like, you know, we have, uh, uh, while we, we, we are also that we, just because you're profitable does not mean you're slow growing. We're also the fastest growing company in logistics space in India. So, so, so you know, while as I said, like you know, my key take when I, what I have learned and and what I've known come to come to realize is, while you beat beat uh, while you there while you build speed and scale into the system, you always have to look for efficiency. You always have to look for processes. We always look look to do analysis where you are losing. And what can be done better? What can be automated? How can you make? How can you use technology to make something seamless and stop wastage? So there, that's been the constant endeavor over the years. On the inorganic uh, front, uh, you did say that you would use the funds if there is a chance to acquire uh, interesting companies. Uh, what would what would you like to? Uh, what would you look for in these targets? Would you look for? technologies that you don't have but that would be really useful uh, would you look for acquisitions to expand your operations much faster what is the thinking on that it could be technology it could be operations it could be scale uh, you know it it could be it could be anything so so we typically get around 3 to 4 proposals a month uh, from different bankers for 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 for, for looking at various assets 
and and we we look at them seriously and and uh, if there's anything that makes sense we we do deep dive and we we did acquire a company a couple of months back uh so so it will be will be open uh, to to you know it's a, as i said there's a logistics industry is changing very fast uh there's there's a lot of a lot of a lot of new areas which are coming up uh there are a lot of synergies that i see so if if somebody has built uh, build scale or somebody has a piece of technology which is useful or somebody has built scale in a synergistic area uh, where we can we believe uh, we can explore synergies why not hmm. and would you look at uh, overseas expansion as well or uh, maybe in future hmm. uh, i mean given that you already have the technology uh, is there an opportunity there in 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 the advanced economies uh, i'm sure you have studied those markets uh, quite carefully so what are your initial impressions on what's happening there and you know uh, what you can take from building express base in india from that experience uh, you know maybe there are some advantages uh, that you can exploit in the the advanced economies what is the early thinking on that so you know technology is obviously will be helpful because the basic uh, logistics model doesn't change uh, from country to country it's mostly hub and spoke model and logistics is a, is a, is a big opportunity in every country and every economy uh, but having said that you know the it's it's a, it's an operating industry the 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 local challenges the local culture the local factors are each very different for different different countries so so and one has to execute on ground it's it's not just you know it's it's not that you know you are on cloud and 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 you can you can you can just extend your site by by translating the language and and you can scheme of say 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 a percentage of the population who will be comfortable transacting on your site it's not like that so you have to be on the ground you have to execute so that's where it it, it is it is challenging so so any international expansion has to be one country at a time and and uh, i would rather prefer uh, building partnerships through technology with established players in those markets wherein i can promise my customer okay you want to pick up something from country x and deliver in country y it can be done so one partner picks it up uh, and 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 there's there's a there's a there's a there's a either a, a, a line haul through a air or 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 a, or, a, or some other means or roadways which connecting country a to b and the country b partner delivers and is a technology which binds that both the both the operations together okay uh, fair enough uh, in india i mean just just to add to the earlier point on the scale of your operations uh, who are some of your best known or your biggest customers so uh, so we given our scale we work with all the e-commerce logistics companies of the country so 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 you know if you if you uh, you name a company we work with them and on b2b side also we work with all the leading pharma companies we we work with uh, a lot of large retail players a lot of large fashion players uh, some of the leading automotive players uh, so on and so forth so so uh, known known uh, known known business houses like tatas the billas the reliance we work with all of them hmm. and and going forward what are your uh, biggest challenges to your mind uh you know it's uh, i think the opportunity that that is there ahead of us i think i think ability to build capacity uh 
because you know we are talking of uh, we are talking of uh, compounding growth from here for every, i see a opportunity for compounding growth every year for the couple of years ahead so building capacity on ever bigger scale uh for that kind of uh, operational intensive business is a challenge that's that's definitely one of the challenges b is the evolving landscape uh how do you keep on modifying or fine tuning your technology to 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 address those those challenges and to keep keep on efficiencies efficiency levels high at the ground because logistics as i said is operations industry and it's 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 a basis point industry you optimize one thing which might give you a benefit of a fraction or or or, or or a benefit in decimals but when you when you are able to optimize multiple decimal points uh then probably you have a meaningful thing so so making those small changes in technology building scale rapidly those are the some of the key challenges polite excellent uh really interesting conversation amitav thank you for making time for this and definitely a good first update for me on express bees um i definitely hope to keep the conversation going sure absolutely Thank you very much. That was Amitava Saha. That's it for this conversation. You can find all our podcasts at forbesindia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Arakali. Thank you for listening.